All right. So welcome back. Um, today, I want to continue the reading of Tao Te Ching. Today is uh, episode six, starting with chapter eight. We'll be able to go through eight and nine today. Um, <clears throat> and in chapters eight and nine, um, we'll see some real classical Taoist philosophy uh, associated with um, making li- living in harmony with the principles of of Tao or Logos, as I said last time, Heraclitus using the word Logos, which means word, also meaning um, universal uh, ordering principle, which is also the creator of light as the solar Logos, as the inexhaustible source from which light and therefore creation emerges, living in conformity with the principles, particularly of the positive path. In relation to um, the the nature of light itself being vibratory, being polarized, therefore, as Ross said, love light, you know, light whose nature is love, being the basis of 10,000 things or seven dimensions, um, living in harmony with the inevitable uh, intrinsic polarity which really comes out as cycles of alternation uh, in in any aspect of experience, particularly um, in relation to um, uh, the law of karma, meaning the Taoist teaching as um, philosophy of harmony and non-struggle uh, in conformity with universal principles <clears throat> associated with polarity um, in relation to the law of karma in terms of thinking and speaking and doing uh, in ways that lead to long-term welfare and benefit, as Gautama would say. So in Buddhism, you have the eightfold path. In Taoism, you have um, an under, uh, the, the teaching is to understand the Tao and its manifestations and the essential principles of polarity and flow, um, the uh, identity of uh, polarities or polarity as a unified field alternating. Uh, as that applies to conduct, as that um, is um, as that plays as we as we act, thinking and speaking and behaving physically, in this objective system in which we're living, called the octave or third density, or uh, the multi-dimensional creation, uh, whose substance is light, which in many ways is the de, Tao de the de as virtue or power or the ordering the ordering principles of creation that came from Tao or that came from Logos uh, the system, the, the principles of the system in which we're living particularly how to proceed along the positive path 
how to do, how to think and act and speak uh, in ways that lead to our long-term welfare and benefit <clears throat> without attachment, without uh, excess and deficiency, uh, in ways that um, help us, not hurt us, and uh, preserve us rather than expose us to danger. And so again, 2,500 years ago, uh, China was um, a rough place with local warlords throughout the regions. And uh, if you um, uh, get in, if you go against the local warlord or you get yourself into trouble, um, penalties were severe. Uh, in Japan, there's a saying, and this is very much of Japanese culture, um, the nail that stands up gets hammered the nail, the standing nail gets hammered down, meaning uh, social conformity is highly valued. Uh, social conformity or individual conformity for social harmony, submission of the individual to the group is uh, demanded. Uh, and there are interpersonal penalties now. I mean, they don't take off your nose and your ears like they did in ancient China by the warlords. But there is social ostracization, ostracizing, and um, not getting a job, <laughs> advancement, or not going on your career, or people looking down on you, or something, something in Japan. Chinese culture is similar, not exactly as radical, I think. Uh, and um, there was a bias, there is a bias in the I Ching. It's not, to be fair and honest, to be really most honest, we can't say that every philosophy is saying the same thing. You know, Christianity and Buddhism are not the same. Taoist principles have their bias, and in some ways, uh, uh, were f as, they, uh, as, it, as this teaching here emerged 2,500 years ago, the social environmental context is important. It was occurring, it came in a time when there was great disorder, uh, politically, socially, and you run a big risk if you get into trouble. Getting into trouble has severe uh, penalty. Today, same kind of thing. Depends on you know where you live and what's the, the state of the government and things like that. But there is a bias in Taoism towards uh, quietism or withdrawal or disengagement or keep your head down... Um, uh, don't put yourself first, and so that that and don't put yourself first um, was a safe way to proceed. Then necessary uh, based on the political conditions, social political conditions, um, which is different today. Meanwhile, uh, there is a there is there are principles. Uh, the universal principles remain the same today as they were 2,500 years ago, particularly that which causes, that which leads to our long-term welfare and benefit versus that which leads to long-term greater pain and stress and conflict and limitation. And um, the very, the, the deeply Buddhist understanding of karma actually fits very well the Taoist understanding of how to get what you want um, in a way by, by means that seems contradictory. Like, 
If if you want to keep it, let it go. If you want more, give it away. Uh, and we saw this in some of the previous chapters. And that's, you know, very metaphysically sound. In Buddhism, it's understood. If you want wealth, be generous with, with money. Uh, if you want love, be loving and kind and and caring to everybody around you, you know, in a reasonable way. And uh, over time, you're setting, you you will find that more and more good people um, are attracted to you. Uh, good fortune comes by giving, not by hoarding. Uh, benefit comes by generosity, uh, not by uh, fighting. And so the, we're talking about principles of Taoist, the Taoist understanding of the way of living associated with the ordering principles of the creation in which we're living. The Tao and its de, the Tao and the, its de, the Tao de, as the universal or divine or source or absolute Tao, um, ways of ordering its de, its, its virtue, or um, the principles of creation that we can make use of to better ourselves and have a better uh, situation, long-term welfare and benefit. And, and, and yet we can't say that this is exactly the same as Buddhism. And it does have a bias, just like early Buddhism has a bias towards uh, save your own ass um, and, and rather than uh, reform society. Same thing with Taoism. Uh, protect your, your own life uh, don't be a crusader. Now today, as we're approaching fourth density, and the the mind of humanity is more intellectual, and the mind of humanity is more closer to a spirit complex than to the body complex. While many people are still uh, self-animalizing, or self-animalized, or instinctual, and emotional, and self-centered, and small-minded, or unthinking, and uh, gimme gimme sure there are people like that or maybe a lot of people um, there's also a much larger host or contingent of humanity that can think and wants to uh, take good care of the collective and the collective needs a lot of help and so the quietist uh, renunciate solitary uh, ideal the Taoist hermit the Taoist sage as uh, withdrawn from society, um, may be less fitting today than it was 2,500 years ago. Okay, but some of the principles um, that the sage, the one, the Taoren, the, the person of Tao, that uh, the, some of the universal principle or the universal principles are the same. It's just the social context is different and the equipment we're using or the state of consciousness of humanity and individuals is further developed today than it was 2,500 years ago. So we shouldn't try to fit this to say this is the same as what Jesus was saying, the same as what Buddha was talking about. No. And some of what they're saying, what Tao Te Ching is saying, um, may rub you the wrong way. Uh, meaning, uh, sometimes I have to put myself first, or sometimes I have to struggle and fight, and sometimes I want to sacrifice myself for the greater good not preserve myself uh, off, off uh, you know, in the forest. So, 
um, it's important to, to have that perspective, I think. So let's go to chapter 8. I sent the link. We'll do reading the translations of Arthur Whaley and D.C. Lau. First I'll read Whaley and comment and then Lau and then comment and um, move to number 9. So, Dao De Ching, chapter 8, Arthur Whaley translation. The highest good is like that of water. The goodness of it, <laughs> the goodness of it is that it benefits the 10,000 creatures. Yet itself does not scramble, but is content with the places that all men disdain. It is this, uh, bad, bad, bad uh, grammar here. It is this that makes water so near to the way. So let me read it again. The highest good is like that of water. The goodness of it is that it benefits the 10,000 creatures. Yet itself, water, does not scramble, but is content with the places that all men disdain. It is this that makes water so near to the way, to the Tao. So, water. And if men think the ground the best place for building a house upon, if among thoughts they value those that are profound, if in friendship they value gentleness, in words, truth, in government, good order, in deeds, effectiveness, in actions, timeliness. In each case, it is, it is because they prefer what does not lead to strife, and therefore does not go amiss. So this is a classical Taoist philosophy um, where harmony with the, the Tao and, and living the Tao Da, uh, harmony with Tao and its the its um, virtue, its goodness, its ordering principles, is akin to water. Um, why is water the highest good or akin to water? Why is the highest good akin to water, like that of water? You'll see with uh, D.C. Lau, he actually wrote, highest good is like water. And the first um, four characters um, on the right there is basically uh, topmost good seems like water. So it's not water is the highest good, but it is uh, the highest good is like water. Highest good is like water. Why? Um, because it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't strive. It, it doesn't fight. There's no struggle. The water goes to the the place, um, falls to the lowest position naturally, and keeps flowing, and never, uh, unless it's uh, stoppered up, it'll it's always in motion and always flowing. Uh, even even it's evaporative. Right, water evaporating into air or mist is a sign of its continual motion and not being stuck. And um, it's in it's a it. There are many many properties of water um, that make it um, that sh that indicate its its um, harmonious relationship to to the reality of impermanence, anicca like uh, the three marks, Anicca Nata Dukkha. Uh, the, the, you know, as Heraclitus said, Pantare, everything flows. Uh, 
the Taoist knowing the principle that uh, all is in continual change and flow uh, wants to wants to remain wants to work with that not against it for one's own benefit uh, you can benefit others too of course and this is very much like Aikido uh, using the strength of the opponent against him or in harmony with the strength of the other so as to uh, achieve your objectives the the what are the objectives uh, you know that that are being idealized or being um, are seen as ideal objectives the the first objective in in Tao Te Ching really is self-preservation not uh, world service so that's what I'm saying based on the social political context of the time uh, self-preservation was an important matter and it, it's still important today um, Ra talking about the difference between fifth and fourth density confederation groups their relation to Orion their relation to the holding action of fourth density uh, so-called Armageddon or heaven war in heaven where the 4d positive groups Ra said lack the wisdom to refrain from the battle and do this light battle which is basically transmission of love-based light in fourth density to neutralize or limit Orion activity on earth which is a critical work and exhausting uh, and um, associated with certain lack of wisdom too and with greater wisdom um, they uh, 5d 60 confederation groups refrain from the battle likewise uh, a person who's bringing wisdom to their love person clearly on the positive path you know I want the best for me and you I don't want to infringe I don't want to make trouble uh, but I also want to continue developing myself with wisdom um, will do less battling rather than battle the dark they help amplify the light and that can be done in solitude and that can be done um, in a detached you know detached from the fray of uh, human collective action activity uh, so greater wisdom refrains from the battle and increases the light or um, uh, trusts <laughs> trusts the light that, that one will radiate love light and um, sees that battle is not necessary the Taoist likewise will withdraw and in accord with the goodness of water um, uh, try to learn um, from water. <laughs> so, what are some of the benefits or the mean the the, the qualities of water um, that are in harmony with Tao and universal change and flow and um, the alternation of polarity, uh, the identity of polarity? Well, <clears throat> it benefits all everybody needs water but it doesn't scramble DC Lao wrote it as because water excels in benefiting the myriad creatures without contending with them meaning without fighting and settles where none would like to be it comes close to the Tao uh, so it's not the Tao but it's close or in harmony with Tao uh, and these are some principles or some qual some qualities that the Taoist uh, respects greatly. Uh, 
benefiting 10,000 creatures. Yeah, the Taoist is not selfish, but they do... Um, they do understand that you can't benefit, you know, it's good to benefit the 10,000 creatures, it's good to do world service. It's good to be helpful, it's good to be of service to other. Darn right. But you can't do that when you're all screwed up. <laughs> you can't do that when you're making trouble for yourself. You can't do that if you uh, are battling. Or uh, sometimes battling is necessary, yeah, but that's not the emphasis here. The emphasis here is uh, going beyond battling, and um, that's why it says itself doesn't scramble, <laughs> it doesn't contend. Water um, is um, sensitive to its environment, and uh, acts or its action is in conformity with its environment. Uh, whatever the shape of the vessel, you pour the water in, and it fits the vessel. <laughs> that doesn't work with, with a clod of dirt. I mean, a, at least a, a solid clod. It doesn't work with, uh, I mean, I guess it works with gas but they, or air. The air will go away. Fire will burn it or burn your hand. Water <laughs> um, is very harmonious. Uh, it's not going to, unless you're uh, soaking in it at length, uh, it's not going to hurt you. Fire will. And air is so ethereal that it'll just uh, it'll just dissipate and fly away. And earth is relatively rigid in terms of the four these four elements. Water is um, a certain kind of blend and midway. It's a not a blend exactly, but it's um, it's aerated it's aerated earth. So if the if we're talking about the interplay of, of, of the four elements. Uh, the principle of water, the element water, has qualities of earth, meaning there's a certain substantiality or tangibility to it, uh, and air, uh, not fire. The opposite of water is fire. And, and the way of strife and contending and the way of getting in trouble is associated with fire and anger, for sure, and conflict. So the Taoist seeks to um, make one's way in harmony with the environment. That doesn't always mean conformity to the environment, but some conformity or adjustment to the environment is critical. And that's the way of the Logos as opposed to the way of, of, of human opinion, as Heraclitus would say, or some people reading Heraclitus would say. So the way of, of harmony with the Tao is to know the principles by which creation uh, continues as it is, or creation exists, and that's polarity and flow, particularly, uh, and alternation, which is very deeply related also to the law of karma, or karmic causal, causal principle, like, as in Buddhism, if you want wealth, give away money. You know, if you want love, be loving. So what you want to take um, learn to give um, rightly. There's wrongly and rightly, too. There's um, service to other that becomes imbalanced. There's generosity that becomes martyrdom and, um, you know, self-harming. There's uh, love that is so deficient with wisdom, is so lacking of wisdom, that it 
it it is self-harming and doesn't even do much to help the other so uh, service or benefiting the 10,000 creatures uh, to be sustainable must include love wisdom if it's only love or it's only wisdom it it's lacking and imbalanced and will lead to trouble for self and other depending on the degree of imbalance of love wisdom and so um, but um, as all is one um, what is put out comes back and if you want goodness coming back put out goodness so the Taoist understands that or speaks from that Buddhist under from that um, Buddhist Hindu basically Hindu and Buddhist understanding of how the law of karma operates I used to think that Buddhism that Taoism is higher <laughs> than Buddhism um, I'm not sure if I would say that exactly today but um, Taoism it doesn't necessarily teach the principles but um, teach how to live well in accord with the principles that that um, one should already have learned or it's teaching the principles and the way of being accord with the principles the way of living in accord with Tao Da not just Tao you know Tao is prior to manifestation so the Tao Da are as the principles of, of uh, creation um, is what we can work with and the Taoist sort of um, is not saying here's the way to get from 1 to 10 but here's what living at 10 looks like something like that here's the so the Buddhist spells out the Eightfold Path right speech, right action right livelihood you know, and then through the phases of uh, right concentration and meditation and all of that, um, basically uh, from virtue to mental development, uh, shila to samadhi to prajna, and realization. The Taoist teaching here, in many ways, is talking about how the sage lives, not the way to the sage. And yet, it's explaining, obviously, to some degree, how the sage got to where got to how it is that he's living as a sage he or she whatever so um qualities of water that um don't lead to strife and um if you think that taoism gets selfish that's true sometimes but it's not too selfish <laughs> because um very sweet uh, phrasing here among thoughts, they value those that are profound more than they value thoughts that are shallow, thoughts that are uh, deep and important, not just uh, true. So there's true, and then there's important. There's deep, and there's shallow. There's shallow truth, and there's deep truth. And so, you know, Ra talked about human scientists studying biology and had a sort of little bit of detachment from any kind of uh, praising of human scientists studying biology putting a little bit of water on it raw saying that that what they're studying is um, 
that which was a, a, of a moment's thought by the logos, the uh, structuring of physiology, the, the, the creation of biology, physiology, um, being of just a moment's decision by the logos, not a big deal. And at some level, Ross seemed to be even implying that it's not worthy of uh, deep contemplation because the principles of soul evolution are more important. Of course, one can learn some principles of soul evolution from observing biology. Yes, that's true. But uh, modern scientists are not generally interested in principles of soul evolution. So when they're amidst God's uh, uh, glorious design, the handiwork of the logos uh, in biology and physiology, they don't find universal principles because they're not looking for them, because they don't even think that way. But um, there is deep and there is shallow. There is true, there is false. So truth is more useful <laughs> for us uh, to to live from or conform to or live our lives in conformity with, harmony with truth than falsehood. And clearly we should be truly seeing falsehood when it appears. So I'm true and honest to see what seems to be distorted and false uh, and speak truth, you know, right speech um, as as much as one can, as much as I can. That's the way. That's the doubt. So, but there is shallow and deep. And so uh, these qualities of water um, are very beneficent to others as well. So um, ground is the best place for building a house rather than on the slope of a, of a steep mountain. Uh, in terms of thought and speech, I would say, uh, well, here they're saying, you know, he's saying thought. Um, thoughts that are profound and important are more valuable than thoughts um, that are shallow and um, uh, inconsequential with, with minor... Um, not greatly important consequences. In friendship, it's gentleness rather than harshness. Right? That's green ray. In words, truth. Blue ray. In government, good order. And that's organization. And that's order. Um, ordering. You know, um, harmonious ordering. In deeds, effectiveness. So not acting just for the hell of acting, I mean, I guess if you want to jump around, go ahead. But why? Uh, a, a clear understanding of motivation and intention. And if indeed you have, you're have you settled in right motivation or a clearly understood motivation, intention to bring benefit to self and other, then uh, what really matters is effectiveness. Does it work? Are you getting what you want? Why do you... I always marvel at people who go back to the... Western doctor uh, for more medicines, when the medicines they're taking don't work, then they get more, and it also doesn't work, then they get more medicine, and they get more trouble, and they stay with that system for decades. Some people do. They mm, pharmaceuticalize themselves to death. They take one medicine upon another with side effects, and then another one for the side effects, and another, and then that gener, you know, what, what I took for my side effects of this medicine bring side effects for which I'll take another, which has side effects for which I'll take another, people end up with 20 medications. I mean, it's really crazy. And 
that's and their health, their quality of living is not better. So there isn't effectiveness there in their methods of helping themselves in such a case. So in deeds, effectiveness, and in actions, timeliness, the important of right timing. There is a context in which we act, and that's the flow of time. In each case, it's because they prefer, or the sage values um, non-strife. And that's Wu Wei, non-struggling, non-striving. It's really non-strifing, <laughs> non-conflicting, not making conflict and strife. And so the, the, the interesting connection between the word strive and the word strife, uh, S-T-R-I-V-E, a verb, S-T-R-I-F-E, a noun, um, striving, um, striving for truth <laughs> and gentleness doesn't lead to strife, f, with an F. Um, but clearly there is a bias in Taoism um, where uh, striving personal ambition, seeking, um, pushing forward, putting oneself first, is um, not valued as much as non-striving, because striving is associated with strife. And it doesn't have to be. And they have a bias, and everybody has a bias. And in many cases it's true, but not um, exclusively, that putting yourself first, or striving or pushing hard or forcing um, is troublesome. It's usually often troublesome, but not always, and sometimes those are really quite necessary. So I think, you know, <laughs> we shouldn't m make the teaching just what we want it to be, but realize the limitations of the teaching, but also its suitability in many cases, the cases for which it's suitable. And like water, it doesn't make strife. So striving may be useful, but striving that leads to strife is problematic. But there are cases where, you know, we're at war, and you gotta you gotta keep striving through the strife, through the trouble, uh, to make a resolution. Right? That's fourth density positive, uh, um, defending the beloved. That is. Um, striving through strife and not withdrawing and not gentleness um, and that's uh, necessary in some cases but the point is then then one doesn't get into trouble by not making unnecessary strife which means not falling into unnecessary striving which really means not thinking beyond what's needed right when a, when a need for thought is present the Council of Saturn thinks, and in most of the cases, they don't need because they know. They don't need to think because they know. Likewise, for us, a whole lot of our thinking is unnecessary. So, <laughs> um, doing what's necessary or, or considering what's necessary and what's not necessary is important. Considering what's valuable and what's not valuable is important, and valuing that which leads to positive consequence and devaluing that which leads to harmful consequence. 
I mean, that's deeply Taoist, and and the basis of uh, you know the Eightfold Noble Path in Buddhism, that which leads to our long-term welfare and benefit. So, D.C. Lao, Chapter Eight: Highest good is like water, because water excels in benefiting the myriad creatures without contending with them, and settles where none would like to be. It comes close to the Tao, the way. In a home, it is the sight that matters. In quality of mind, it is depth that matters. In an ally, it is benevolence that matters. In speech, it is good faith that matters. In government, it is order that matters. In affairs, it is ability that matters. In action, it is timeliness that matters. It is because it, or water, does not contend that it is never at fault. So never at fault, never go amiss, never uh, making trouble <laughs> um, as, as the consequence of waters, uh, of the qualities of water. Water itself, it's not its true nature, uh, its nature, embodying or manifesting these qualities. What qualities? Um, this whole list of what, what the Taoists would realize is more important and how, what they value. Uh, the sight, which really, I probably really, is, is, the original is probably uh, flat ground or, or stable earth. Um, build on, on a foundation that can sustain it, right? So in relationship, <laughs> um, the foundation of honest communication with goodwill is what can lead to a good relationship not the foundation of um, you know hot sex <laughs> or or um, uh, two people who um, have a lot of conflict and have some kind of internal competition or um, follow something outside themselves without understanding principles that lead to good relationship so if you want to build something the foundation is important if you don't know the foundation, it'll fall apart because the, the foundation can't support a greater building. Uh, and so these are uh, the foundational virtues. A an understanding, a Taoist understanding of foundational virtues uh, associated with, with aspects of human life, you know, inter interplay or dynamics of human life, and how to make them harmonious and uh, be of benefit to others and uh, preserve yourself and not get into trouble. In quality of mind, it is depth that matters. And so, uh, among thoughts, they value water value, the way of water or the Tao, the sage values profound thoughts or depth of mind, quality of mind, and that's wisdom over intelligence. Um, knowing principles over knowing facts and figures. I mean, to me, I'm not impressed with intelligence at all. There are a lot of very stupid, brilliant people on Earth. Why? Because they don't have much wisdom. How? They don't know what, what leads to long-term welfare and benefit of self and other. They can just um, go yakety yak yak yak, and they have a great memory, and their logic is pretty good. Um, but actually, it's a, a brilliant, shallow mind, not deep. Deep with what? Deep with wisdom. How? 
by distillation of love light from experience by uh, valuing uh, deep knowing uh, deep heart knowing in accord with reality and um, benevolence jun, meaning um, not for the sake of dominating but for the sake of benefit to all and so that's values and and that plays into the quality of mind and whether it's deep or not in my assessment in an ally in a friend benevolence matters in friendship gentleness so it's a very sweet to see it that way gentleness in friendship uh, benevolence in alliance um, telling the truth <laughs> you know win-win I like win-win <clears throat> more than I like win-lose some some humans they like win-lose service of self they always go the way of win-lose they don't care about benevolence and uh, you know they contend and strive continually that's the negative path it's a path of making good use of distortion <laughs> maintaining distortion uh, to do real work on the seven chakras it's a pretty ugly path <clears throat> uh, but it's not the path of uh, you know 90% of the souls uh, around it's the path of the of a, of a very disturbed minority and you know they do their thing so but for most of us uh, benevolence in friendship is uh, of water or of it is it's what's most important and so I want to know what's most I value what's deep and important more than I value what's shallow and not I mean shouldn't we all be that way well some people they can't think much their the mental functions don't work well they have rusty uh, rusty gears so um, but for those who, who uh, keep the mental functioning who value mental functioning um, we don't fall into rusted gears and we can think or we we, we seek to think clearly and that includes uh, the think the clear understanding of values so in speech good faith or truth they're not the same but they're similar so the, the you know the integration of wisdom and benevolence I mean Taoist the the true Chinese culture root um, ethics the, the true Chinese culture ethics the the uh, Chinese ethics which is very deeply um, a blend of Confucius and Lao Tzu the Analects and Gongzi Confucianism and core Taoist teaching um, is is really quite sublime uh, to me uh, like Chinese landscape painting um, the power of the of the uh, of, of the art is very significantly associated with the empty space meaning a true Chinese landscape painting art uh, form has lots of empty space um, and um, the the beauty of the whole is not simply what's done but the blend of what's done and where there's emptiness the 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 blend uh, the interplay of form and emptiness the the interplay between what's done and um, and where there's non-action 
this very subtle and very high and the indic mind doesn't get it the cynic mind gets it they have their own problems but they get this um and that's why i had you know some sense in decades past that taoism's higher than buddhism i mean i wouldn't be that rigid uh, saying it now but um the chinese chinese wisdom chinese you know philosoph chinese philosophical understanding of ethics and wisdom and um what harmony the the wisdom of harmony um the ethics of um self cultivation in which uh doing and being need um uh that that harmony comes out of the interplay of 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 doing and non-doing that harmony is the balance of um action and stillness and um uh, values are critical Conf- and i have a whole series on confucius i mean confucius is a very deep thinker and laozi as well and the two of them and chinese taoism and confucianism that's the heart of chinese ethics and the tra- the heart of true chinese culture um wisdom the the wisdom of chinese philosophy is a blend of um form and emptiness very much like confucius and and laozi or the analects and confucius text right you know the the speaking of confucius and his teaching and dao de ching um chongzi i have a blue skink that is uh, come back at this time a very baby blue skink a blue skink is like a little lizard it's actually not a lizard it's a salamander <laughs> i have this blue skink that appears i don't know if it's a family because i see him all around he appears and goes disappears it's about 3 inches long and blue and he just slithers around on very small legs um, when i talk all sorts of creatures move around here um so okay <laughs> um i think this is very beautiful teaching frankly um what matters is that you care what matters you you will have a benefit you know you'll have good we we create a good future for ourselves a better tomorrow uh as uh john wu would say by a careful consideration of our values and what we val- what we consider more important than less important and the principles by which we can build a good home or relationship or project and work the principles by which mind can be developed or the qualities of mind that are more important um how we how how relationship needs to be founded the found the the foundational stable basis of excuse me of relationship um and and activity um so but the key is um not making conflict where it's not necessary now let's go to chapter 9 time check all right i can do 9 this is also real critical taoist philosophy so arthur whaley 
Tao Te Ching, Chapter 9. Stretch a bow to the very full, and you will wish you had stopped in time. Temper a sword edge to its very sharpest, and you will find it soon grows dull. When bronze and jade fill your hall, it can no longer be guarded. Wealth and place breed insolence. That brings ruin in its train. When your work is done, then withdraw. Such is heaven's way. And D.C. Lao, rather than fill it to the brim by keeping it upright, better to have stopped in time. Hammer it to a point, and the sharpness cannot be preserved forever. There may be gold and jade to fill a hall, but there's none who can keep them. To be overbearing when one has wealth and position is to bring calamity upon oneself. To retire when the task is accomplished is the way of heaven. Real classical Taoist philosophy. And so, um, because Tao uh, De, the natural order of existence, the principles of being, uh, as I, I just gave a talk yesterday that will be posted uh, on the good, the true, and the beautiful, the good and the true and the beautiful called the transcendentals. Aristotle and Aquinas, Plato, all had something to say about the transcendentals or the quality, the heart, the distilled core qualities of green, blue, indigo, four, five, six, heart, goodness, uh, throat chakra, fifth chakra, truth, good and the true, and sixth chakra, balance of love, wisdom, balance of blue, green, being beautiful. Symmetrical, proportional, harmonious, euphonious, melodic, and um, lovely to behold, and and deeply um, deeply valuable, and lovely, beautiful, the beautiful, the good, the true, and the beautiful, as um, the core principles of Dauda, and um, the way of of living in accord with those principles is to live in accord with what's good and what's true and that brings beauty and that's of beauty and so excess leads to loss uh, and if you try to be happy all the time you'll be quite unhappy if you smile 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 for the camera you'll get tired uh, faster not only that you're a liar <laughs> you're a liar don't be a liar don't be a fake you know when somebody points a camera at my face, it doesn't make me happy. I don't smile. I can't. It's very difficult for me to smile for the camera. It doesn't make me happy for somebody to point a box in my face and 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 then what? Take a capture some image of it? That makes me happy? It doesn't make me happy, so I don't smile. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not a hard ass too much about it, but uh, um, you see it with the ambitious all the time. I mean, the, the human ambitious. These are the third dense, third chakra, real solar plexus people. Very, this is very solar plexus. Um, cosmetic surgery, <laughs> and having my teeth whitened, and having my hair done regularly, or wearing the great suit, or reading the books on. Uh, 
trying to be an expert on picking up all the girls, picking up girls, or playing the game, or learning the secret, or something, something, pushing, pushing, being at my best, the Tony Robbins, uh, Tony Robbins disease. I like Tony Robbins. I feel sorry for Tony Robbins. He's afflicted with the Tony Robbins disease, which is some sense that um, his presentation should be the most full bow stretched. His presentation should be super sharp. He he should he should be sharp and alert and got and with it all the time. It's very stressful. I mean, uh, maybe he's not that way, but he seems to present himself um, as on clear talk, and, and people expect it. He's gotten himself into a position where people expect him to be sharp and clear and on and up and well all 24-7. Uh, I can't imagine what he's like alone. I imagine it's the, it's the uh, counterbalance to that, if that's his way. Maybe that's my misreading. But this is um, a teaching against the way of um, blind ambition and um, the, the ignorance of the view that we can be up all the time or we can, we can hit the ideal all the time or that ideal is an, un, is an unchanging attainment. The ideal is not an unchanging attainment. The ideal of, of who to be, how to be, how to develop includes a willing acceptance of cycles of polarity an alternation up and down happy sad um, greater lesser fast and slow full and empty doing and being speaking and silence all those are fine you know the one that leads all the time will get smashed the one that follows all the time will get smashed too so don't you know understand the balance of leading and following Understand or appreciate the balance between doing and being, speaking and stillness, seeking and not seeking, uh, giving and taking, you know, asking and not asking, um, clarifying and leaving it alone. If you're always trying to clarify, you know, like, like in relationship, tell me what you mean. I want to hear everything about all your past. I mean, I like that, you know, no secrets. Tell me everything about everything, all your deep shit. All your deep stuff that you don't want to talk about, I want to hear that. Well, that's terrible, actually, for somebody, for most people. <clears throat> uh, the endlessly pro the endless processing partnership, where the two of the people are always processing, 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 and and or somebody uh, feels they need to be teaching all the time. I'm talking in class, and then somebody butts in. But let me tell you what I think. How about me? Um, well, there's a place for that, but it's not. Um, there's a time and a place for everything, but um, each element um, gets its value by its integration um, in, in a, an ever-flowing uh, alternation of polarity. And so uh, continually doing um, will hurt you. Continually avoiding doing will hurt you. Uh, why do you think people have a midlife crisis? Because they've been avoiding something for too long, generally. And um, the way of flow um, doesn't push it, but also doesn't shirk responsibility or doesn't fail to act. There's action, 
without uh, insistence on um, the maintenance of a certain state. States can't be maintained, so seeking to maintain them is wrong. Um, things flow through the positive entity, not just to, to and through. The negative, the ambitious, the one that wants the bow stretched all the time to the top, or fill the brim, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, I fill my cup over, over full sometimes, <laughs> it happens, or excess, and, and even, you know, so they say moderation in all things, even moderation. Yeah, I mean, moderation is critical. That's balance. Meanwhile, there's a greater balance that includes a willingness to go to excess sometimes too. And you'll get, you know, whatever the consequences are. And the consequences will be both positive and negative, generally. Same thing with, with moderation. The consequences in general are supportive and beneficent, but there can be some boredom. I don't want to be fucking moderate all the time, <laughs> you know? I don't want to go to sleep at a good time, at the right time every night. You know, I want to stay up all night sometime. Or I just can't sleep. Or, you know, I don't want to be disciplined all the time. Fine. And if I'm undisciplined all the time, I'll screw myself too. So, <laughs> you know, not too much, not too little. A little of this and a little of that. All things in moderation, including moderation. Um, but it's totally, I mean, you know, they're totally right here. You, you temper your sword edge, right, as some people were doing, to the very sharpest, and you'll find it soon grows dull. This is the difference between Chinese and Japanese ethics, culture. Cult, uh, the, the, the Chinese cynic, S-I-N-I-C, the Japanese, what, Nipponic? I don't know. You know, the original name of Japan is not Japan. The name of Japan is Nihon, Nihon, not even Nippon. The nips, some people say. Sorry for anybody who loves to criticize me if you're still here. Uh, I don't mean that. I believe that word. The, the ugly pejorative nips came from a stupid white man who thought they said nippon. They didn't say nippon. They said nihon. Nihon. Nihon is Japan. Not Japan. Their real name, the name of that culture is nihon. Nihongo means Japanese go. Japanese writing, Japanese language characters. <coughs> the difference between the, the cynic and the Nihonic, Nihon Japanese, um, you know, there, there wasn't a tradition of ritual disembowelment in China. Um, you know, um, it's funny, I forgot the term. Uh, you know, cut your belly open. Um, ritual suicide. I forgot the, the Japanese for that. Harakiri, harakiri. Hara, hara means the, the lower belly, hara. Uh, kiri means cut it open, baby. So th that Chinese just don't into that, <laughs> you know? Or kamakaze. Kama meaning wind. Uh, uh, kama means God, sorry. Kazi is from kazu, means wind. God's wind. Meaning crash your plane into the boat. Well, that's, you know, sometimes that's very profoundly brave and noble for sure but um, some sense of um, honor suicide honor martyrdom and cut your belly open that's just very Japanese not Chinese in my humble limited opinion my humble opinion with a very limited understanding um, Chinese culture benefited tremendously from um, 
a very deep subconscious collective individual individual and collective integration synthesis of Taoism and, and Confucianism for the last 2,500 years. Japanese didn't. Japan didn't. And they are much more likely to temper sword edges to the sharpest and then get alcohol, you know, <laughs> suicidal. A very high suicide rate in Japan, you know. Every day when I was in Japan in the late 90s, uh, between, what, 97 and 2010 or so, um, it is said, one of the dirty secrets, that the train system in Tokyo metropolitan area stops several dozen times every day for track suicides. Guys jumping in front of trains. Dozens every day. The Japanese suicide rate has traditionally been very high. It's a big fuck up, you know. That's not a very proud... There's something wrong there. If dozens of people every day are killing themselves in the Tokyo metropolitan area... Everybody was. Uh, everybody knew about that. Everybody knew when a train screeches to a halt, it's a train jumper, a track jumper. Of uh, some guy who's miserable because he had tempered his sword edge to the very sharpest and then um, cracked and crashed and burned. Seems to me, and that's very sad, actually. But Chinese, they didn't. They 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 really benefited from this integration of. Taoist, Taoism, Confucianism for the last 2,000 years. And Japan didn't have such a benefit. And um, they got trouble. I mean, everybody gets trouble. But <clears throat> um, there is a difference, a big difference. There, there are, you know, benefits and disadvantages to both cultures, obviously. So, but um, if you seek to hold the ungraspable or maintain the unmaintainable, or keep unchanging that which must inevitably always shift and change and flow, then you're getting into trouble. And so this is a really critical Taoist perspective. Um, if you hoard, you'll lose. It's like, you know, give, up, give, give your life and live forever. Surrender to God and, and have total security. That kind of thing. Yeah, um, in a universe of unceasing, um, unceasing polar, unceasing cycles of polarity. Um, that's a lizard. It's um, not a good idea to try to idealize a single state or condition, and hoard and amass and hold and secure, and and try to lock it down. It's not possible. You hurt yourself. And so wealth and place breed insolence, <clears throat> right? The, the power corrupts. It's not that power corrupts. It's power reveals intrinsic corruption. Just like crisis reveals character. Crisis doesn't make character, although it can um, lead to a, a solidification of character, meaning a... a firming up of one's character whether you're a coward or a brave you know people who will so sell out the traitor the weasel the rat <clears throat> um are shown by crisis uh or hardship that type of character as well as the brave and the courageous and the noble and the selfless is shown by crisis likewise stress shows you know stress 
stress testing. <laughs> By stress, the fault lines uh, emerge and are apparent. Likewise, power uh, allows internal corruption to flourish, and uh, wealth and place allow um, arrogance and insolence to come to the fore for those who have attachment to that. Uh, to be overbearing when one has wealth and position is to bring calamity upon oneself. And so, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> attachment is problematic. <laughs> and seeking to hold an ideal is problematic. Uh, seeking to keep seeking is fine. <laughs> so I wouldn't say I'm wise or loving. I would say I'm seeking to be wise and loving. I'm seeking to learn. I wouldn't say that, you know, and, and this is the difference between the wise and the fool. The wise and the wisdom and the wise and the foolish. As uh, Misty and Roots would say, the foolish builds their house on sand. The, the wise build their house on rock. Um, uh, and, and ruin comes to those that build their house on sand. Right? On it, <laughs> the proper foundation for a home is, is, is stable, flat ground, not uh, unstable, sandy um, mountainside gradient uh, or water. I mean, I guess you could have a water home, but that's kind of uh, bobbing. <laughs> that's kind of unstable. Uh, but if you don't build on right foundations, things will fall down. And if your values are confused, you'll get into trouble. And that's what, that's what the distillation of love wisdom from the consequences of our decisions is all about, right? The, the catalyst is planned and arises naturally, both. We meet it um, and react this way or that. Uh, we therefore fashion experience out of the raw catalyst. Therefore, we have life experience. Um, the life experience we fashion is the consequence of our values, of our activity of thought, word, and deed, our activity of thinking and our mind and value system that leads to speech and deed, right? Thought, word, and deed. So word and physical deed comes out of thought. Thought particularly rests on values and self-esteem and sense of self. And the sense of self is intrinsically uh, tied to the value system. Values, values, values are critical. Values are even deeper than specific intentions and motivation. Um, why are you in relationship? Why is your partner in relationship? Do you know? Do you want to know? I mean, it's like, I know. Well, I know a little. <laughs> I know a little because I want to know. And so I know that even though I want to know fully, I'll only know partially. Okay? So I expect that I'll know only partially, not fully. Fine. <clears throat> but I seek to keep knowing. And then I seek to know honestly, which means I need to accept fairly, truly, which means I need to accept the painful emotions, painful feelings associated with truths that are important to know about self and other, and what the heck's going on here. Uh, and the knowing will always be incomplete. But I have some desire. I'm clear that I know that I want to be clear. I'm clear that I want good relationship, 
or self-development or fulfilling of life purpose. And I know that I need to know a lot um, to make those achievements of self-awareness and well-being and self-development and fulfilling life purpose and service to other. It can all be done, but you got to know that you want it. And you got to know when you don't know. <laughs> and you got to be reasonable and realistic. <clears throat> um, and understand that you can't hold anything forever. Um, you know, every life ends in death. <laughs> every partnership ends in separation. At least temporary, right? One partner will die before the other. So there's the pain of solitude and there's the pain of partnership. No matter how beautiful the partnership, somebody's going to die first. And you're going to be alone for a while until you die too and go to the astral plane and probably they'll be there waiting for you. But um, bodies degenerate. Uh, togetherness leads to separation. Birth ages, becomes sickly and dies and is reborn again. You know? Um, for everything, change, change, change. There's a season. Change, change, change. And a time for every purpose under heaven. Yeah, right, true. But it's very much associated with the unceasing flow of time or events or circumstance or mind uh, in which um, permanent grasping is impossible. And so I do this because I want to be happy. I don't do it because I want to lose it. <laughs> I don't, my motivation, our motivation, human motivation, desire, the basis of desire being motivation, is not to experience only something temporary, but it's all temporary. And so it's important to be wise or seek wisdom. So I won't say I'm wise, but I'd say I seek wisdom. But clearly, there are lots of folks in this world that don't even know what wisdom is, or that there is wisdom versus folly. The folly, the fool, is the one that doesn't acknowledge wisdom <laughs> and doesn't realize how little wisdom they have. The wise understand how little wise they are because they seek wisdom. That's why they're wise, because they seek it, not because they've achieved it. Maybe they have some, maybe not. Be you know, you, you become what you seek. Seek and you will find. Seek and you will become. Seek and you will become that which you seek. But you never feel finally arrive. We never finally arrive. There is no final arrival. Even Nityanan and Gautama, right? Hanging out in 8th density. They got a long way to go. They're on the path back to Galactic Logos from Solar. And it goes on and on and on. And so... Uh, to try to hold and hold and keep uh, in an ever-shifting anicca anatta dukkha <laughs> octave, an octave of all phenomena being of the three marks, um, and the mind in of beings who are not finished with the octave, experiencing so-called phenomena, fashioning experience of so-called outer phenomena, having the so-called real experience. Um, by thought, word, and deed in the octave experiences the three marks continually. Uh, impermanence, anicca, insubstantiality, anatta, and stress to some degree because of its insubstantial, impermanent nature, um, dukkha. So, anicca, anatta, dukkha. 
that's Gautama knows that, or obviously, but but Lao Tzu knows that too, and Heraclitus knows that too, and uh, you know the greatest of the Hindus know that too for sure. So um, the Taoist is um, learning learning from nature, learning from reality, to be in harmony with reality, for the benefit of self and other. But you surely cannot benefit others too much unless you've really made yourself well. And you can't make yourself well unless you clearly know yourself. And clearly know yourself particularly means what you value, the value, the system of values. So, anyway, that's that. 11.11. All right. Next time, um, we will, I will, and you, if you're here, Begin with chapter 10, and uh, we'll move right along. I hope this was helpful. Thank you, everyone, for being here, including the blue skink who slithers across the floor periodically. Take good care of yourself. See you next time, and good night.